My main thing is that I like to coach people to think of yourself as a whole person. So you can't segment into this is the mom side of Amy, this is the wife side of Amy. You know, I think people think like that, but it's like I'm a whole person. And so what I do impacts all of my roles. For me, if I'm not taking care of myself and taking some time to myself, I'm not as patient with my kids. I am more resentful at my husband. So I put that into context of like, no, they want me to take care of myself in a way that feels really good for me. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Self-care, it's something that we all know we need, and some of us are really great at it, where others definitely fall short. And this is not going to be an episode where we're just reciting the same old stuff over and over again, the stuff that you've always heard. We will dig into some of that. Of course we will, because even if we know that we need to do something, sometimes it does not make the list of things to do. You're also going to learn that Amy and I, we are pretty different in the self-care space. We're both good at it. We both make it a priority, but it looks really, really different, um, mostly because our personalities are different. So there isn't a right way to do it, but if you're walking around feeling totally empty, feeling resentment for those around you, just know you're probably not doing it right. This idea of self-care has become wildly popular. And to be honest, I think it's a little overdone. But today we're going to try to help women figure out what might be holding them back or what this can look like in the context of actually being able to plug it into your life. So self-care does not have to look like a 10-day getaway to Hawaii where that's full of massages and just taking care of yourself. That's not feasible for for everyone. And I would say if you're living a life where the only time you relax is on vacation and you need that vacation, I would I would question myself a little bit. I would say, okay, most of the time, most of us aren't on vacation. Like what can we change around here? So I am very simplistic about this idea. I think that we have to ask ourselves questions every day. Like, am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I spending some time alone every day? Every day. Um, For me, these are the questions that I always go back to. And so people have heard me talk on these points a lot. But I just think before you can ride a bike without training wheels, like why don't we pull back and make sure you're covering these very, very basic things that help you feel good. And you might be saying, yeah, 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 we get it. We hear that. But are you going to bed before 10 p.m.? Like, are you? Are you do you fill up your water bottle all the time during the day? Like these are things that we're like, oh yeah, we know we need to do it. But then when you actually look at your day-to-day life, 
so many people. I have fallen into those days. I've fallen into weeks where I wasn't doing that. And you come out of it being like, holy moly, like I'm not, I'm not feeling like myself. I'm not feeling good at all. You think that you need a huge vacation. You want to go to Hawaii. I mean, I would take that Hawaii trip right now, like hands down. But it's the little things you do all throughout the day that I think um, just make all the difference in the world. And I know some people, they like to chunk. So there's different ways of self-care. Some people need it every single day. Some people, I, I would say we all need it every single day, but some people prioritize it a little bit every single day where others will wait for that really big, long vacation. Um, I fell into that for like 10 years, like a whole decade where I would just wait until the end of the month and take a really, really long break instead of taking breaks all throughout the day. And I think it falls back on, can you intuitively listen to yourself? And you're like, I need a break right now. Like, Amy, you can do that. Like you in the afternoons are like, I need a break. I need to go outside and take a break right now. You intuitively can listen to yourself. I have a harder time with that. Like if it's not scheduled into my day, sometimes I'll forget to even go for a quick walk or I'll forget to fill up my water bottle or I'll forget to eat lunch sometimes. Actually, that one doesn't happen. I'm I'm really good at eating. (laughs) But I think that a lot of women are walking around with forgetting to do the things for themselves because there's so many other things that are taking their attention first. And when you were talking before, something that came to my mind is I see some of my friends promoting this, so no shade, but there's like hacks for everything. So it's like, okay, if you can't drink enough water, just put this powder into your water and then you don't have to drink as much water. And I'm like, you guys, what are you actually doing Mm -hmm. that you can't just go? There's very few jobs, very few that you cannot drink your water and also pee like a human you know what I mean it's like you guys instead of a hack why don't we just get into this just drink your water like is that when as a nurse like you were in one of those professions that was probably more difficult like I think teachers nurses it's probably more difficult to take those breaks whenever you want to like in my job I can get up and go to the bathroom whenever I want to Definitely. I mean, I've definitely had an overfilled bladder of probably 800 cc before because you have a crashing patient and you can't, you literally can't stop to go pee. But I would say, I think in a lot of jobs, there's still those opportunities. And it's like, I'm not going to work somewhere where I'm not allowed to take care of my human needs. Like, I just think we've got to give a little pushback on that idea of, no, I absolutely can't drink water. It's like, we shouldn't have jobs. Or go to the school board. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to need you guys to come around and give us some more breaks. Because to be able to pee every two or three hours is like a human right that everyone should have, in my opinion. So this idea that we can do these things every single day that will literally just help you feel better is something that I feel strongly about. As Abby was saying, I know I'm a very hard worker, okay? But I also know that I don't have to white knuckle my life. So I think a lot of people have this perception of work that they want to be working a certain amount of hours. Abby and I have talked about this before because we're complete opposites. Like she needs that eight hour work day to feel accomplished and worthy and all that. And I'm like, I know I can create in four hours what I need to. And then I'm going to go on a walk in the sun and 
you know what I mean? So just to say, you have to start challenging some of these ideas you have for the way things are supposed to be and start saying like, could I use an afternoon walk because it would just rejuvenate me and then I would come back and hit my emails a little bit better? Ugh, completely. And when we were brainstorming for this yesterday, you had brought up about one of your friends and she said quite just plainly, she's like, if I don't need, I, I don't need to take a 30 minute long break in order to get a break. I can take a five to 10 minute long break and that can be considered a break. And sometimes in my achiever Enneagram three mind, I'm thinking, no, if I don't have an hour for my workout, I'm not going to get that workout in. I'm just going to wait until the afternoon and then I'll do it then. And you know what? My personality, if I don't get a workout in first thing in the morning, I'm not getting that workout in. So like, I'm just jinxing myself every single time thinking that I'm going to um, actually do something when just take the 20 minutes or take the 12-minute walk. Do the thing even if it's not going to be actually picture perfect. I like what you said at the beginning there, Amy, though, when you said it's not self-care. It's like a human need because so many of these things are just basic human principles, and we have thought of them as – not as priorities. We've thought of them as, oh, it would be really, really great if we could get a workout in today. It would be really, really great if we could get eight hours of sleep. No, these are priorities. Like these are things that need to be first and foremost. They are the big rocks in your life. And then the pebbles in the sand fill in everywhere else. Like that is what is most important. But for so many women, and I have fallen into this so many times right now, I'm doing pretty darn well. But I had to go part time at work in order to make it happen. Like because of my personality, I had to actually cut back on my hours at work in order to get my basic human rights and needs every single day. And I think what you had mentioned there, so this conversation happened with my friend Kelly, who just became a brand new mom. I've always known her as a woman that takes care of herself. So I'm like, let me check in with her and see if she's still able to focus on some self-care in a season where a lot of us can't. She so I asked her I'm like, "Are you are you still doing good with your self-care?" and she could answer yes, and then we just had this really great conversation. And her main message was like I think a lot of people get it wrong because they think they need this 60 minutes of time and it's got to be perfect or it it doesn't need to happen. She's like, "I've really thought of it." It was like these 10 minute windows of time in which I very clearly communicate with my spouse why they're important to me. So she'll tell her husband, Chris, okay, when she was pregnant, her thing was she needed to take a bath every day in the third trimester to just like feel a little bit relaxed and better. And so he knew that was her thing, like her 10 minute bath is something that, that needed to happen right yeah, now. Yeah. Being third trimester, yeah. I'm like, bring it on, Kelly. Way so to go. She said he would honor it. He would be like, okay, babe, do you want to take your bath before dinner or do you want to take it after? Like it was like part of their daily routine. And she's like, now in motherhood, um, it'll be a 10 minute meditation. She'll just be like, I just need 10 minutes off. It'll be a walk. And she said it really helps her to communicate. Okay, Chris, walking is important for me and these are the reasons why and then he can be like oh my gosh like of course like you go on a walk I've got Parker like let's do this so I really love what she said there because when I was a first-time mom I very much fell into the trap of like I needed to be with Max constantly and he needed me all the time and I you guys just 
calling myself out, I would not go on walks by myself because I felt like I always needed to be with my baby. So to hear her say like that she's thriving in this, I'm like, wow, how did you like, how did you have the foresight to know that you needed those things? She's like, it's just literally Chris and I have had, I don't know, eight years of a track record before they had a baby of like, okay, Kelly really needs to exercise. She needs to eat a certain way to be happy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. why would that change when she's a mom? It doesn't. She still has those needs that need to be honored, even in that season where she's so demanded. And I can feel the comments coming in right now being like, but there's no time for this. There's no time to go for a 10-minute walk. Girl, if you're saying that there's no time for a 10-minute walk just yourself, you, you got to look at your life. Like there there has to be 10 minutes sometime in your day. And I know a lot of people fall into this. I fall into this too, where you're only taking time for yourself when it's at the convenience of other people. Like you're waking up early in order to get that workout in, or you're making your food and making all those meals on a Sunday in order to spend as much time as you can with your kids during the week. Like, yes, there's some degree of making things planned out and consistency and all of that. But if you're only doing things around everyone else's schedule, that's not self-care. Right. I think that's as women and as moms, people put themselves on the back burner. And there's a time and a place for that. I would never claim that there isn't. But it shouldn't always be that you're the sacrificer because like that's where you start to feel resentful. That's where it doesn't feel it's like you're bursting at the seams and you need that self-care so bad. Um, That's like, I think that's where it gets really sticky. For me, when we started having this conversation, one thing that I've learned over time having these three little boys is that there are are different seasons for me. So when all the kids are sleeping through the night, do I love an early morning 5.15 a.m. workout? I do. Like that gets me going. It's done. I, I start my day off with a workout and a podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am just like a ball of energy that's ready to go into the world. Right now, our kids are not sleeping through the night. I know that that's not the correct choice for me because I really need my sleep. So then where does that workout get shifted to? So I think a lot of people, what they do is they just cut it because it is hard, you guys. It's hard to get all of these things in. But for me, it's where do I shift this so it makes the most sense for me and my family. So right now, as it stands, I always take like the 3 p.m. slot, 3 or 4 p.m., because I have enough time to work out before I need to go and pick the boys up for daycare. So it's literally slotted into my work day. And I would argue that's really a good thing, because as people that run businesses, or if you're an employee, like you feeling well is to the benefit of every single person that you're going to interact with. And as Amy's business partner and also close friend, this does not take a back burner. Like even during quarantine, when you literally only had two and a half hours in your day sometimes to yourself, a 30 to 45 minute workout was priority. 
And sometimes I was like, oh, but Amy, we have this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> like, as, a, as a business partner, I'm like, stop, stop it. Like we have all these things to do. But it just shows that your priority is yourself because when you can fill up your own self, make sure that you are doing your absolute best. That's the only way that you're going to show up in all your other titles. If I spoke so plainly about it, it would be my stress and any anxiety or any feelings of like feeling low, like that's my elixir. So like, I just know that I have to work out. It's not in an addictive way of like, I need my body to look good. It's like literally my mind is so positively impacted. Like it's that feeling of control that I get from it, that it's like, I'm obviously not going to stop that during a pandemic when the world feels like it's falling apart because that's not that's going to make me kind of spiral into that feeling even more so. Um but so what does this look like for you in your life Abby when things start cuz I mean arguably you've had a very very stressful stretch here with um, the pandemic, you switching your job title, you having a baby that's diagnosed with Down syndrome. Yeah, there's been a lot that has happened. When you say all those things, everything happened in the last like three months too. Yeah, which is a short time period. Um, regardless of what people believe in, if you believe in a higher power or God or the universe, like I know this was placed in my life specifically in order to have a reality check. Like that's the first and foremost that I have to say because I was running really, really hard. I like running hard. Like it's 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 comfortable for me in a way that like it's I enjoy it. Like at the end of the day, I feel really fulfilled when I've had a day that is jam-packed full of productivity. But I also know that there's stints that go by where it's weeks and weeks and weeks of that where all of a sudden I need like a full week off. And this is the first time ever during the pandemic, hearing the news, going part-time, where I'm like, whoa, if I take a break every single day, I don't need those week-long vacations once a month or not once a month. That'd be that'd be awesome. You're not living in America. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I know. And right now I'm like, oh, any type of vacation <laughs> sounds great right now. Going anywhere sounds great. Um, but for me, it's time away from any kind of technology, like it's feeling completely off the grid that makes me feel like I'm getting self-care, like that no one needs me and that there's nobody able to reach me. So if I go for a walk, I'll put my phone on airplane mode, for instance, like a walk on airplane mode, even if it's 12 minutes, that makes me feel so fulfilled. It's reading a book and just reading a book, like reading it to enjoy it. Most of my books, there definitely is other priorities involved too. It's learning or it's a self-help of some sort or it's helping my marriage. But like actually having that book in my hand, like am I the type of person who should be an audiobook listener? Totally. For sure. I could be doing two things at once. But I know, Amy, that that's the only time in my day that I'm doing one thing. Because you can't read a book and do anything else. Like you can't read a book while doing the dishes or folding laundry or making dinner. So I think just sitting and doing one thing, um, as simple as that sounds, that is self-care for me. So for your fellow high achieving mm-hmm. women, what do you, what are your best tips for them to feel like they're not failing at self-care when they're not able to get it perfect. Yeah. And for anybody who is that achiever type, who loves hard work, who enjoys it, like you're saying, but I like this. I like this. Know that there's always going to be more work to do, period. There's always going to be more work to do. 
So you cramming in six straight hours before actually taking a break, that's not helping anybody because you could have six more hours of work to do right away afterwards. Um, In episode 23, we talked about being burned out and really feeling maxed out. And that is what happens when there's so much going on all at once and you're not taking those little breaks. Um, one thing also is just like figuring out your priorities. So Amy, a couple of weeks ago, or not priorities, but like what actually makes you feel good. A couple of weeks ago, you're like, but do you like watching TV? Like, tell me straight. Like, do you enjoy sitting and watching TV or something to that effect? And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Like, I don't. And in my soul, I'm like, I I wouldn't choose to watch TV. Like, I would choose to read a book if I had extra time. However, a couple of weekends ago, Colin's parents took the kids for two nights. So we had two full nights. We sat and we watched an entire season. Like, we haven't done that since we got married. Like, we watched the whole season. You might be like, okay, we do that like every weekend. But that is not my type of personality. Like, I feel like I always have to do something else. But we were in our basement because that's the only TV that is working right now. Our phones were upstairs. Like, the only thing we could do was be with each other and watch a television. And I loved it. (laughs) I loved it so much. Will I do it every weekend? No. But I got my fill enough to just, like, sit and do nothing besides one thing for a whole weekend well because um the conversation was that i feel like there's a lot of people that love to wear the no tv thing as a badge of honor Um, i remember rachel hollis would say it all the time she's like if you have time to i forgot what show she was talking about that was so oh game of thrones if you have time to know game of thrones then you're not working on your business like whatever and i was like Yo, chill, because you can't be 100% productive all of the time. That's just not the reality of like how our brains work. So I've got no judgment on people that like to watch a little TV, because to me, that makes sense. I'm like, yes, there are days where I'm like, let me just turn on some Bravo, because that's actually what my (laughs) mind needs right now. It's like a little checkout. Um, an escape. So I was really trying to get into Abby's head. Like, do you as an achiever like this badge of like, I never watch TV because that's actually like what you really don't like to, or like, you're just, you don't want to, you don't want to have to take that badge off your brownie vest. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's always like the, I should be doing something else. Yeah. Like, oh, I could, I could definitely watch TV. Like there's obviously 24 hours in the day. Every single freaking person has the same 24 hours. You can fill it with whatever you want. Do I have time to watch two hours of TV every day? Yeah, I do. But I honestly would rather do something else except for weekends where the kids are gone and there's literally nothing that is like pulling away from me. And then all of a sudden I'm a a college kid like watching (laughs) seasons upon seasons with nothing else to do. And it felt great. Like it felt absolutely awesome. But I think it's also like as an achiever, you do feel like you always have to be productive or like it feels good to be productive. It's just not sustainable. So can you do that for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, even a couple of months? Yeah, I would say you can, but something's going to give. And that's where not having, whether you call it self-care or a human right or balance or whatever the word is that like makes sense to you, you got to have it. Yeah. I think for me in my camp where I um, don't identify as an achiever or a planner or a type A person, very much the opposite. One problem that I run into is that I don't plan. So in my great day-to-day of taking care of myself, going for a walk, yes, yes, yes. 
I don't plan like big chunks of time away from my family ever. And so then when Drew is gone and he's golfing 18 holes for literally like a whole daytime. It takes a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, wow, Amy, you, he made that plan and now he's executing it. And I felt very supportive of that. It was a beautiful day. But in my head, I'm like, you never plan a full day with your girlfriends because to you that seems like too luxurious like oh I'm gonna take a full day to myself and Drew's going to have these three crazy boys to deal with so like I've done a lot of work in the past couple years to start to release myself to be like Amy you can go to Chicago with Abby for 36 hours and they are gonna be fine without you and Drew is so supportive of that. So it really was me getting in my own way of like my vision of what a mom is. Mm-hmm. I've struggled with that since I've had a since I've had Max is like for me, my value is to be there and to be present. So but I can't run my whole life being there every single day, 365. I know that. So I've had to start to question that and wrestle that. And that one episode, I was like bawling because I was leaving my family for four days. To me, that was a big deal. But to coach yourself out of like, okay, you deserve time where like Drew and I are good at doing it as a couple, which you've mentioned before Mm -hmm, is like mm -hmm. when you're doing it for your marriage, like that feels good because you're like, okay, we're working on our marriage for these three little boys and like us being happy in that is important to the family. So Drew and I together are good at that. But me, what is Amy? When is she taking her time? Question mark. (laughs) I, I really, I, that's one thing I really need to improve on. And those four days were for your mastermind. Yeah. So, so technically productive. Technically productive. It was for your businesses. Yeah. So when you came back from those days, Amy, how did you feel when you came back from them? Well, because honesty is our best policy, it was awful because it was right when the pandemic was hitting. So oh, then I right. felt like I got back and maybe brought some coronavirus from LA to Wanagi, Wisconsin. So it was awful in that sense. But in the sense of like, I felt very, the mastermind I'm a part of is kind of woo. It's like a lot of mindset type of stuff. So I felt very fulfilled and very great. And when I was there, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I need to be home. I'm missing their lives. Like it was a really great experience. So that there's always proof You know, I'm like, I always get this proof when I go to sushi with my girlfriends. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was like so nice to sit and eat a meal and drink a glass of wine and not have a child grabbing my plate. You know what I mean? So like, I really think that I can be the best mom if I have some time off of that role. Um, Now making the plan to put that in have it be a monthly thing is something that now I just need to plug in. And once you plug it in, all of a sudden you realize, why did I live my whole life without plugging this in? Um, you brought up resentment a couple times. And I think resentment is definitely something that happens when you think that someone else is doing less work or time or whatever it is than you personally are. Yeah. And I know right now, 
with Kyle and I being home all the time, so we see each other every single day, which has never happened in our relationship, I can like see his habits and his triggers and like what goes on in his daily life where I couldn't see that before. And one thing that I've noticed is that I'll walk past a mess. And even if I don't clean up the mess, I'll think about it for a really long time. So if I'm on the way to go for a walk or to read a book or to get a workout in, I'll keep thinking about that mess. Colin can walk past it, no problem. No problem at all. And part of me is like, are you kidding me? Clean up that mess. Like you just walked past it five times. But the other part of me is like, why can't I walk past that? Why can't I just stop thinking about it? Because that mess is always going to be there or there's going to be another mess. But getting your time in right that second might be the only time in your entire day to actually do it. It's really hard, I hear, for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Those people out there. (laughs) I just know that if I was constantly trying to keep up with everything inside of our house, like I just wouldn't have any time for anything else. But I I totally acknowledge I'm like I just have a personality where I really don't think about it unless it hits like a certain level and then I'm like it is self-care that we get this back to a place where we're not just living in a mess if that makes sense right and it's a a combination too so it's like where you're really good at the day-to-day and like the walking past it the planning might need some work where with me like those weekend getaways are planned we know that we have those on our calendars and I think because they're planned I like work towards them because I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to get a break this weekend. And then I'll like stop thinking about the stuff on the day to day basis. So there's not really a right or wrong way of doing it. But just know, does it feel okay? Like there's seasons where I'm like, it doesn't feel okay just to take long breaks and forget the day to day stuff. There's other weeks where I'm like, I just I am doing okay with this. So I think just thinking internally, what do you need as a person? You might resonate more with Amy. You might resonate more with Abby. You might be like, nope, you two are for the birds. I'm going to make my own. I know what's going to work for me. But just know that if you're walking around feeling empty or if you're falling asleep at night and you're anxious. That's the thing. It's like you guys check in. Like, can I fall asleep at night? That's huge. It's huge. Do I always feel like I've I've had times in my life that I always feel like I need to do something in terms of like, oh, I have to write this blog post. I have to do this. I have to do that. That was a time where I'm like, that was terrible. Like I can't, my brain can't always be thinking of the next thing I need to do. I've created a life that's too busy if that's what it is. So I'm trying to take myself out of that way of thinking of the next, 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 next. You guys, we're going to like wake up and be 60 and be like, okay, well, I got a lot of tasks accomplished. Mm -hmm, It's like mm -hmm. check in. Do I, do I feel well every day? If not, what, what's the first step? Like what is step one? Okay. Amy keeps telling me if I just drink water, I will feel better. That's a fact. (laughs) Like start there, like do something that's going to push you in the right direction. And I think if you're able to communicate with your partner, you might find some support there to be like, babe, on Saturday morning, I just need to wake up and just I'm a stay-at-home mom. I need to get out of the house. So every Saturday, I'm going to schedule that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. it's just you got to peel back and really get to these. um, You got to get out of the starting blocks. 
And if you don't want to believe Abby and Amy, the podcasters, um, on episode 27, Dr. Reem, so she's psyched mommy. She goes into a lot of the invisible load and the mental load and how to have these conversations with your partner. And then episode 10 with Molly Millwood. She's an author. She has a million degrees that can back this up. So those are two really good podcast episodes if you're looking for, okay, where do I start with this conversation if I've been neglecting it for a long time? I, my main thing is that I like to coach people to think of yourself as a whole person. So you can't segment into this is the mom side of Amy. This is the wife side of Amy. You know, I think people think like that, but it's like, I'm a whole person. And so what I do impacts all of my roles. For me, if I'm not taking care of myself and taking some time to myself, I'm not as patient with my kids. I am more resentful at my husband. So I put that into context of like, no, they want me to take care of myself in a way that feels really good for me. My other whole message is you guys figure out what works for you. So talking to my friend yesterday, it's like, she's like, okay, here are the things that I love to do. She's like, I cannot journal and I cannot, she had one more. That's like a very common self-care thing. I'm like, I love that. I'm not going to force myself to journal if that's not my thing. But maybe you're like, okay, I find meditation really great. I find walking and listening to something really, really great. And I also make sure I have part of my walk be nothing. It's just me in nature, with my thoughts. Um, So get to know yourself. Don't prescribe to Amy's 10 tips for what you need to do. Say, okay, I like that play out of Amy's playbook. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to be more gentle with my schedule and where I schedule my workout. But I actually love journaling. So I'm going to do that. Like, I think that's where we need to get to where as women, you really start to know yourself and what works. And so you don't have to follow every social media trend that happens. You can be like, no, for me, it's a walk. There's not a self-care playbook that you're going to follow. Everyone's playbook is going to look a little bit different and you have to write it for yourself. 